Welcome to Here's Something, a conversational podcast between two dingus boys, myself, Josh, and my good, good buddy, Jeremy. So here's something, JB. Yeah. Destiny 2, have you heard of it? I've, I've heard of it. You've heard of it. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> I was ready for you this week. <laughs> well, Destiny 2, are you familiar with the creators of the game, Bungie? I, uh, of old Halo fame? Yeah. I mean, we used to live together. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you guys had a nasty breakup. <laughs> I'm sorry to bring him up. But um, yeah. yeah, Bungie, who's been with Activision for uh, all of the Destiny saga, I believe, he's been mm-hmm. their publishing partners, have uh, have split as of yesterday. So that's where I was confused because you played Destiny One, I did not play Destiny One. Yes. So what year did Destiny One come out? Uh, a year, I'm sure. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I think I think it was like three, four years ago. At, at, okay. If I got in my head, I'd say 2014. Okay. Because apparently they they partnered with them in 2010. I didn't realize it was that long of a partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I remember Destiny was a pretty early PS4, Xbox One game. Really. Or am I just no? It was right. exclusive. I think you're right. It was it was about 2014 or so. Yeah, and um, you know, Activision's had had the publishing rights to that and stuff. And and when the, that game was first announced, it was they made a lot of promises and stuff. You know, they 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 announced Destiny as like a 10 year game. Yeah. Which, but they wouldn't specify what they meant by that. Like, would that mean multiple Destinies, or will that mean Destiny One is like? world of warcraft and you just guys just keep iterating on that yeah which is what i think they wanted to do but i don't think activision wanted to do that because of the nature of the game the game is you play it you can't live in that game there's not enough to do it's not like world of warcraft you can't get jobs you know what i mean yeah and um i think activision once they saw the uh the the tail drop on destiny player base and stuff like that they kind of forced them like look we're making destiny 2 now so anything happened i think so yeah, it could but be. there there was also a lot of trouble development with Destiny One. Like they lost their writing team, like near the end of production, so they mm-hmm. had to take out a lot of shit and just kind that. of yeah slapdash something together and all that. Anyway, that none of that really has anything to do with the, their partnership ending. I think Forsaken and Destiny Two just kind of had lackluster sales. Yeah, but, the, lackluster in the terms of a big publisher like Activision. What well, people are uh, people are saying. I mean, this is speculation. But what I've been reading is people are thinking that it's it's like a both sides, because they're supposed to have a few more years on their contract. Right. Um, I mean, they just announced that annual pass. Yeah, but it seems like both sides weren't happy with how it was going, and so they just agreed to depart. Um, well, Activision, Activision is the same company that does Call of Duty. Yeah, no, I'm aware. So they're yeah. expecting Call of Duty numbers out of Destiny, and they were probably sorely mistaken on that part. Well, they're also and expecting it, to put it out like every year. Well, I guess Activision only puts out once every other. Yeah, they year. want to annualize it. Um, what is it? And yeah. That, and yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I heart back to uh, like their ten-year plan. Is I don't think Bungie wanted to annualize this at all. I think they wanted a solid product and they wanted to make it better over time, yeah. not chop it up. Which is what I would love if they did that with Destiny Two. I would be super amped. Um, the speculation gonna, is that they're going to release Destiny three and do that with Destiny three. Hopefully, if yeah. I mean it all depends on what their future holds. Uh, I don't know what Bungie's financials are like. I know yeah. Destiny did okay. I don't know if it's enough to self publish. They're they're going to have to pick another publishing partner. We just need to and see, see they, what their destiny is. And right. Then... <laughs> Hi-yo. <laughs> I really want to make that joke. Okay. I know you've been sitting on it. Oh uh, yeah, I was sitting on it for a while. 
Well, the, the thing with Bungie is they split from Microsoft because they wanted not more creative control. They just wanted to do other things. They got sick of being the Halo team. You yeah. Know? And I, I guess Activision came to them with a, a bunch of sweet lies and and the reality <laughs> of the business came in. And, and like like you said, Activision's an annual, annualization house. They want games every year. Big games like Call of Duty. We want the big and games. They, and I think, you know, at first they were kind of on board with what the Bungie team was pitching. Like, we'll put out a big expansion. But when they... And, and this was early in Destiny 1. The developers of Bungie realized, like, look, this is a game people are going to pick up and put down for months. And we want we want to give them a reason to come back. You're talking about the vanilla game. Like when it the vanilla game. Well, just Destiny, the Destiny philosophy. Because oh, okay. like, like, like we touched, it's not World of Warcraft. There's nothing to do in between. Like, when you've... When you get bored of the raids, there's pretty much nothing to do. Yeah, it's just until farming. they release new raids and raise the level cap. Yeah, yeah, it's just farming. So and, and Bungie realized that, and I don't think Act, I think Activision heard them. They just didn't like accept it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I feel it's it's two hands on the steering wheel from two from two people. Do you think they could make Destiny into like a full time MMO like game where people would play it for ten years? Yeah, I think so. Really? I think so. Yeah, especially with this new engine, because Destiny Two is—they're um, not as uh, like shackled as they were to the development cycle as they were with Destiny One, because Destiny One was a cross-gen uh, game, if you remember. That came out on PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah. So I know they had an issue getting updates out and patches out and doing content expansions because they had to program for old-gen as well. And that's oh. why the environments and stuff in Destiny Two are so much more varied. And mm -hmm. beautiful and stuff because they've they've got more to go on. So I'm thinking Destiny Three, they're just gonna cut ties. That's gonna be a next gen game. Yeah, and then we'll see how it goes from there. My guess is if they get a publisher on board who who's willing to give them full control, we'll mm -hmm. see what they were planning to do with Destiny One, which is put out a good solid base game and then just iterate and iterate and iterate. And then they need to find a, a like a host for it, like cause it's it's on Battle.net now. Yeah, I'm wondering what their publishing deal is gonna do. For that, I doubt um, they'll have to use Blizznet again, but they may get the option to use it. They probably won't use it again, I, I would think. Well, you, you think? think that, but that's where PC players are trained to look for it. So, And it's right there. <laughs> Blizznet is not a, is not an overcrowded store like Steam is. So yes. there, there are benefits to using Blizznet. I mean, their name is right underneath Call of Duty. Someone said they're going to use Epic's store. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're going to use the Madbox store. Yeah. Or launch <laughs> the Soldier, Soldier game. It's the Soldier game. Uh, that's right fuckers you thought we weren't going to mention Soldier Boy no, this week you were we'll wrong do we'll do it every week every, uh, every week <laughs> twice a week so yeah that's the other thing is just, like what platform it will be on will it be on Steam will they lose like they probably they lose a lot of money going on Steam um, I would think well yes and no because Steam also launched that um, that new uh, revenue split oh, to yeah. attract large developers back to their platform because an issue Steam is having now is that every major developer is launching their own uh, storefront online yeah. so you know all their big like call of duty used to be on steam and now it's got its own storefront that's a huge revenue stream loss for uh for i didn't know that valve oh yeah, yeah well, it's, it's on blizz it's on uh battle it's on blizznet start yeah. battle starting uh this year i want to say yeah yeah that's true yeah i just hope so, they i mean it, it, could, just, it could go anywhere i just hope it doesn't go to ea <laughs> no definitely <laughs> that i seriously doubt okay but like, um one like I said, I there's there's benefits to them still using Blizznet. Like uh, Blizznet, Blizznet has a total of what ten games on its storefront. That's not much. But I mean, but Blizznet is also installed on millions and millions of PCs because yeah. of Overwatch, Diablo, World of Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Call Heroes of Duty. the Storm. Um, yeah. 
What's the other thing? The card game, whatever it's called. Yeah, <laughs> I forget what it's called. Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just don't want them to go to EA. That's, that's what I mean. <sighs> I don't think anybody wants to be with EA ever. I'm wondering how how, how much is Destiny Two going to change? That's what I'm curious about. Like, like, I don't, I don't think much at all. I think whatever they had in the development pipeline still, uh, uh, according to the article, everything they had in the development pipeline is still on track. Okay. So there's going to be no change to Destiny 2. Their oh, plan, yeah. when, but when their plan ends, it's going to end. They had some uh, shit posts. Like they started, like people were calling this Destiny Free Day, or was it? What did I have to say? It was Destiny, uh, Destiny Freedom Day. And somebody was like, <laughs> it's, it's been to eight hours since Destiny Freedom Day, and we haven't seen any changes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to. I mean, that stuff's all in contracts. So Yeah. No, I know. It's plus. I mean, it's in your 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 pipeline for your dev work. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's planned dev for pipelines. months. You know, here here comes our phrase. Here comes our favorite phrase. Full disclosure. Full disclosure. Neither one of us are actually in the games industry, but we're both pretty tuned into how how the games industry is. We're not experts per se, but we, we have enough of a grasp to grasp to know. Like, development isn't just a quick turnaround. This shit yeah. takes months in advance. Like, well, I was a developer, just not for games. Yeah, I mean, you can put out small stuff. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. take forever. Um, we'll see how it goes. I hope Destiny Three is okay. Uh, and man, I hope they don't go with EA, like you said. <laughs> I got, I got EA, that worry seed in you now. Well, EA is so famous for buying up studios, I know, it's not, uh, not being satisfied with their performance, and then shuttering them. Yeah, and, and Bioware's heads next on the chopping block. That's why people are so waiting on Anthem with bated breath because if this doesn't land, there's not going to be another yeah. Dragon Age or Mass Effect. Yeah. Um, do you think Bungie could just go out on their own? Is there a chance of that? I don't know. I don't know if they have enough money to do that. I mean, if you get investor investors, yeah, but then you run the risk of running into the Activision problem again. The more the more hands you have on the wheel, the wor- the less control they have. Oh, wow, that's a really good metaphor. Yeah, man. Thank you. It just came to me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm I'm trying to think who they could partner with that would give them creative control like that. Epic and my, my gut reaction says Sony. <laughs> I think because <that's> Epic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What? Yeah, that is probably the right answer. I don't think it's bad. The more I think about it, that's yeah. what I think. The position Epic's in right now, mm-hmm. they are seriously trying to get a lot of, um, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're trying to capture a lot of hearts and minds right now. You know, yeah. they've got they've got the spotlight on them with Fortnite. You know, they've been a, a brand that's been hemorrhaging for the last uh, five to ten years. You know, like uh, with the Unreal games not really becoming a blip on anybody's radar anymore, like Unreal Tournament and all that stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right. I think Epic's probably already got them on the phone. I think it, it wouldn't be bad. I mean, I think I'm not a fan of Fortnite, but hey, I mean, same. <laughs> I think it would. I'm be not good. a fan of Fortnite. I respect what they did. Because I I I dismissed them early on as being like a cheap me too PUBG clone. Yeah. Even though PUBG was by no means original, but PUBG was it was, was the, the zeitgeist. Yeah. I mean that shit took off like wildfire, but the, slow development. The, the, yeah. And and in Fortnite stepped in and were like, hey, you know, we could do the same thing and it'll be free to play and we won't take six months to a year on our dev cycles. We'll just constantly be putting out patches and content updates and stuff like that. Yeah. I know Epic isn't what it used to be, but they're used to running bigger studios yeah, than what I, PUBG was. Yeah, I don't think it would be bad. Um, what, Who owns Humble Bundle now? Do you remember? Uh, no clue. No. Uh, somebody bought them out. I remember. W- was it Amazon? Uh, I thought it was like another gaming company. But it's, oh, it's IGN. So, yeah. I, I hope they... I mean, they are talking about self-publishing. 
they do say in their press release, we uh, we know self-publishing won't be easy. There's still much for us to learn as we grow as an independent global studio, but we see mm-hmm. unbound opportunities and potential in Destiny. I mean, that's the that's the goal, right? Is for them to be able to self-publish, and I, I hope they reach that goal. Let's see if the reality aligns with, with what they can actually do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know who's going to buy them? is expensive. Disney. Who's Disney's going to buy them. <laughs> and then they're going to start their own video game publishing. They'll, they'll do cross promotions. You'll get a Mickey gun. <laughs> it'll just shoot ears at your enemies. And then it'll add a Destiny <laughs> world to Disney world. I, I was imagining human ears and it didn't make any sense to me. But now, now I get it. <laughs> no, that's even better. They'll shoot human ears at enemies and it'll gross them out and they'll, they'll run away. Eels, waxy. <laughs> so anyway, JB, what do you have for me? So here's something. It's a nice, juicy burger called the Impossible Burger 2.0. And it's taking over CES 2019 by storm. Do you know what CES 2019 is? Uh, Consumer Electronics Show? Yeah. It's the International Consumer Electronics Show. Well, then it should have been ICES. The Fikes. So stupid. Um is is um no so like like i just i i saw one article on this and then like as i dove deeper and deeper and deeper looking for stuff to talk about there's just more and more articles of this more and more articles of this and like mm-hmm. it was pretty amazing like it won best in show it won best of the best in ces ces um in cis yes yeah and and it's a completely plant-based hamburger apparently tastes mm-hmm. just like the real thing like the, the meat actually bleeds and stuff um jeez yeah um, so is this like a a, a, a fake protein yeah supplement? they 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 derive it from plants it's not like a veggie burger where they just take plant stuff grind it up and put it together right, right. with flavoring this is like something that they derive stuff from the plants and make like a meat-like substance uh one of the articles is uh the person i wrote it was a vegetarian for like 10 years and like as they ate it they felt sick because <laughs> they weren't used to eating meat and it felt yeah so much like actual meat that they uh they felt sick what did like non-vegetarians say uh, uh people are saying it tastes really good um one article is from a guy who's non-vegetarian he i mean he liked it a lot that's that's his his quote i liked it a lot um (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here you heard it here a second but people are saying that it's like really good i looked up like the nutritional facts of it it's it's pretty close to meat it's a little bit better um it has like no cholesterol and like 10 grams less of total fat and it's like 50 calories less um yeah so it's not like so it's you're not doing it for the health benefits yeah it's mostly for the environment um like sustainability yeah because the footprint uh, what people what scientists say is that the um the majority of carbon that's emitted is from uh, producing livestock life livestock um for Mm -hmm. food so i think that's the whole point of it is to try to reduce that i mean you are getting it with no cholesterol that's pretty good but um, yeah, to be honest, I don't think like even if this thing takes off, it's not really going to do anything for livestock production because if anything, um, I don't know. If anything, it's just going to drive the price of beef up. You think? Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'd be pretty interested. People are going to want the real thing and they'll want to pay a premium. And, and that's like extrapolating on if this thing takes the market by storm and becomes like it gets like up to like a thirty percent revenue shit oh. uh, split with actual red blood meat. You know? Yeah. 
But uh, that's crazy because I've I read a story like this like a couple years ago. I want to say they've been so, developing like lab grown yeah. meat for a while, but it was oh, crazy expensive. See, but this is different. This isn't lab grown meat. I was gonna go oh. into lab grown meat next. So this is like a complete veggie thing. Lab grown meat is where they actually like they produce meat, like it's actual meat, but just in yeah. a laboratory without an animal. Yeah. See, I read that story. It cost them like a hundred thousand dollars of worth of R and D or something like that, and growing it to make yeah. like. A half a pound of, of lab grown meat, and they had, they were so scared about it that they got like a professional, like world renowned chef to come and try and cook it. Yeah, um, yeah. lab grown meat is coming up soon too. I mean, it, right now it's expensive to produce, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. But um, from I mean, I, I've read up on it before. I mean, I didn't read up on it lately, but it's supposed to be coming more and more a realistic thing that's coming up. Um, Okay, so here's what's bothering me. Why is a burger winning CES? <laughs> I guess because it's, I mean, I guess it's like technology. I don't know. It's not consumer electronics, though. That's <laughs> it is kind of weird. <laughs> but you get what I, you get what I mean. Like, it, yeah. okay, say say the production of of this veggie meat is like highly sophisticated and scientific. That's not consumer facing, though. I I see what you're saying. That's one of the reasons that I I, I put it on the list because um, I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that they yeah that they had it there. I oh, guess yeah, I'm not knocking it. I guess it's cool that they had it there, but it's weird to uh-huh. think that it's winning all these awards. I think CES is just kind of in a state like E3 is. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're scrambling for things. Show us stuff. We want to see the stuff. What you got, a high-tech burger? Fine. Fuck it. Put it in. <laughs> Fuck the burger. <laughs> put it in. We'll give you two booths. Do one booth, regular one booth of cheese. <laughs> yeah, people are saying like it has like um, like an irony taste of, of burgers and stuff. It's pretty interesting. Irony? Yeah, you know, well, like like blood. the taste of blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if they inject iron into it. They could use um, I think some mushrooms have iron in them. Deal breaker. Can't take mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm interested in the stuff because I I I tried. I would definitely try it. I try to live my life as environmentally sound as possible, and 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 one of the things I like to eat meat, and so it's kind of like this thing. Like you know, what do I do? So I mostly just eat chicken now because I feel like that, like maybe doesn't create as much of a problem as beef. Yeah, chickens don't <laughs> fart. <laughs> I fart all day. That's true. I know how environmentally conscious you are. That's why I catch you farting into your gas tank constantly. <laughs> your methane fueled vehicle. I fart in my mouth to recycle the methane. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> no, you fart in my mouth because it's our kink. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to do a kink shaming episode, but here we go. <laughs> so, but it's interesting. It, it doesn't, it's not a cooked meat patty when you get it either. It's just like ground meat. Um, right. So you it's can, neat that they got it to like, quote unquote, bleed too. Yeah. You can create whatever you want out of it. I don't think it's that important that it has to bleed. I guess, I guess some people like to do stuff. It's like, for the texture. I mean, you, like medium rare or something. Or right. Or like a dry, I mean, you could tell the difference between a dry mealy substitute burger and like an actual burger an actual burger is juicy when you bite into it yeah which is important i know yeah. they didn't inject blood into it but it's nice that it juices up yeah similar to the real thing yeah i'm a meat connoisseur have you ever gone to like a really upscale burger place and you're able to get because like they grind their own meat so you're able to get um a medium rare burger mm-hmm. it's pretty good <laughs> no, I'm not a meat, I'm not a meat connoisseur. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I was testing you. I don't I don't know if they they grind their own meat, but I have been places that offer like up to medium. 
Oh. Like medium's the the lowest they can go, just because of the nature of ground beef. Oh yeah, I mean I've gone to places where they they grind their own meat so you can get it. I love burgers, man. Yeah. My wife, she's not as hot on them, so I hate. I, I I never suggest like, hey, let's go to this really good burger place. <laughs> I love them. And too. you can watch you can watch me enjoy the shit out of myself. <laughs> but I, I I I haven't had a burger in a while. I was thinking about it today. I was when I was writing this up. I was like, man. I've had a burger forever. <laughs> you want to pause this and go grab a burger? I went to get Taco Bell, so I'm already going to die tomorrow. So Throw that shit in the garbage. Let's go get a burger. <laughs> I already <laughs> ate it. What are you... Poop it out. Oh, yeah. Soon. Come on, it's science. Anyway, Taco so is that Bell. it on the uh, burger? Yeah, I think that's it. I don't really have anything else. Um, n- the next thing is to make animal buns, so that way the, the patty's plant-based, but the buns are animal-based. <laughs> <laughs> and it will be good. It's just the top and bottom of like a cow skull, <laughs> just softened up through like uh, enzymes. It's the double down. Is that what yeah. it's called? <laughs> the double down, the KFC double down. <laughs> what was it called? Gonna, that was it. It was, it the was called down. the double down. <laughs> chicken sandwich, quote unquote. When it all it was was two chicken breasts with like bacon and cheese in between them. It's <laughs> pretty disgusting. They should have did a fucking KFC. Did you, <laughs> did you have one of those? I had one. It was okay. Oh really? I never had one. The whole time you're eating it, you're just like, this is unnecessary. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of chicken. And I love the shit out of some fried chicken, believe me. <laughs> but you just, you don't feel good with your place in life eating one of those things. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. It's like, what the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> it's like when I eat like a hungry man frozen microwave right. dinner. Right. Like, <laughs> halfway through, I'm just <laughs> contemplating suicide. Nobody nobody ever ends a great day with a hungry man. <laughs> <laughs> that should be their new slogan. <laughs> It's a pretty amazing slogan. I don't know how many more units they'll move, but they can put it on there. I'll give it to them for free. Uh, that was a good anyway, one. Jimmy. Yeah. So, uh, so, so here's something. Mm-hmm. Speaking of burgers, Amazon is uh, apparently secretly testing out a game streaming service. Oh. Which tell, has nothing to do with burgers. Tell I just me wanted you to be excited. Well, you could stream um, Burger Time. Possibly. If they get the licensing rights. Uh, no, uh, I know we spoke last week a little bit when we were talking about the Madbox, how Am- it was speculated that Amazon was trying to launch a game service because uh, they were hiring up a bunch of game developers and oh, stuff yeah. like, like the yeah. lead writer for Portal. Mm-hmm. I want to say she eventually worked over there for a little while. Really? Yeah. I don't know if she produced anything with her time there, even if she's still there, but I, I know I know she was uh, hired up after um, she had come out with that, that Portal-like game, the one where you change the materials of the universe you're in. Or the world you're in. It was like a parallel dimension game. I don't remember that. I forget what it's called. But anyway, so the the scuttle. There's rumors and speculation that Amazon's preparing a game streaming service to launch as soon as 2020. Yeah. And uh, from what I've read, it seems like not only will they have licensed games and stuff, they're also developing games just for the service. So, like, describe. Like, what is the service going to be like? Like, you, it's going to stream the game to your computer. From the computer, fire tablet, or ro- or fire stick. <clears throat> but you don't actually own like you you won't actually own the game. You won't actually physically have the game on your system. No, no. Imagine like Netflix. Everything's run on servers. Basically, what they do is they just take your controller input, uh-huh. uh, render everything their side, and then beam it back to your system. Didn't um, uh, was it GameFly? Didn't GameFly do that for a while? Uh, you think I think it's GameTap. Gamefly is the, the physical rental service. Yeah. I don't know if they they acquired GameTap and tried something like that. But the problem is it's not that the technology is not there. It's the internet infrastructure of the United States isn't there. 
because that's where that's where this lag comes in. Oh, you think it'll be that much lag? Uh, it, it all depends on your distance to the server, and don't yeah. forget, like, internet along the coastlines and major cities and stuff like that is miles ahead of what like middle America is. Streets like ahead. those planes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's streets ahead. Mm-hmm. But there's also rumors that Verizon is testing something like this too, and they're they're using the Nvidia Shield uh, set top box. Oh. Are you familiar with what the NVIDIA Shield is? Yes, it's similar to the um, Steam Link, right? Yeah, but now they're, they're testing, like, just running a streaming service straight to it and cutting out the uh, the computer. Yeah, but then your input has to travel so far. That's what I yeah, worry about. Yeah, but that's that's the problem with these services. Yeah. Now, there are, there are companies developing, like, a hybrid service where they load partial load onto your PC and the rest is rendered on, in the cloud. That may need to be, yeah. I want to say I read a report as early as 2014. They had a, uh, it might have been Amazon. They they were testing like a trebuchet game, and <laughs> the trebuchet and, and like the control inputs were all rendered and done locally, mm-hmm. but the enemy spawning and reaction and all that was done in the cloud. So and that's how they would try to offset input lag. Mm. But I mean, for games like fighting games and stuff where things comes down to like the millisecond response time and lag yeah. input or shooters, i don't think it, yeah. i don't think it'll be viable no this is for like third person action adventure games storytelling games stuff like that yeah uh, i tried the google stream google project stream uh-huh. where you could play ac odyssey using only a chrome browser mm-hmm. it was surprisingly good like responsive yeah and what the way they would try and get around input lag is cut down on, like, say you're having hitches in your internet and stuff, it would just lower the video quality. Yeah. To keep your input speeds up. Well, there's a, um, I don't know, I'm checking to see if this still exists, but there was this website you could go to and play, like, Super Nintendo games for a while. Was it legal? It looks like it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> no. And see, those were probably running, like, they would they would load onto your PC. That's different. I mean, you're, no, you're no. I think it's streamed. Um, as far as I know. Oh, is that the one we, not us, but a, but friends of ours who share the same names, played like co-op, uh, SNES games over the internet? I don't think so. This was something I else. I think our quote-unquote friends did that that one time. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe so. Um, but I, it's gone now. It's just a blank page. <laughs> yeah. But well, you used to be able to load like Flash emulators on your PC. Yeah. And just run the, run like the Flash version of the game. But Soldier Boy scooped up that market. Soldier Boy got it. He cornered the market. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's it's where the industry's headed. To be honest, PlayStation's already got a service like that, and they 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 have been for a while. That bothers Xbox, me. Xbox Xbox's workaround for that is their Game Pass, which is different because it's a game selection service that you pay a monthly fee for, but yeah. you download it locally. It's like EA's thing. Yeah, so it's like a game rental, like a digital game rental service. Yeah. Which those which I, those aren't that bad, I don't know. Um, unless there's huge like ISP reform in the United States, I don't see this becoming. Because that's where honestly, that's where the game industry wants the future to be, because they're not printing physical discs; they're getting higher um, uh, returns on their on production and stuff like that. Yeah, and they they don't have shipping costs, and they don't have to deal with uh, large retailers like Walmart and Amazon and shit like that. Yeah, see, this is when. I feel like an old man because, like, I just like to own shit. Right. I don't like to, like, quote unquote, own a past or something, and then it, you don't want to rent a license, yeah. and then it disappears. That bothers me. I, I always think it makes me seem like an old man because I just want you're, my. You're not alone. I want my stuff. 
But you know, I don't think I don't think physical media is going anywhere anytime soon. Hmm. Like even I would say they launch something tomorrow to bring like gigabyte fiber internet to every home in America. Yeah. That's just like twenty years away, dude. Oh, it's, I didn't, <laughs> I don't know if it's ever gonna happen. Especially it's like, not, but I'm just saying, best case scenario. In this economy, no, where we live, like, I mean, it's like well, that's 30, it. That's forty um, years down the road, I think. I say that I forget five G is gonna is like um, internet companies and cellular companies are trying for five G to become the norm. I worry about they that. They want that to be your base internet speed with weather, like when there's like bad weather, how that yeah. Works. Well, I looked up. I looked up the problem with five G. It like the problem with that frequency is that it's super short wave. So you know how like you, you uh, most home Wi Fi routers have like a two point four gigahertz signal and a five gigahertz signal. Yeah. The difference being two point four has a wider range, but five gigahertz is faster. Yeah. S- same thing. You know, just cranked up with five G. Hmm. So like they would like... need very powerful hubs and a lot of them for like metro areas. Yeah, I still run two point four here because I my laptop doesn't. You got a split level. My laptop doesn't do five. Maybe I. Could, I wonder if I could do two signals. I didn't think of doing that. Uh, there are two dual band routers that the. I, I think guess. I can because I could do a guest network and um put a password mm-hmm. on it and yeah, I might be able to change that. I, don't know, I didn't think about that to just now. <laughs> uh, I think all, news. All my other computers can do five, um, but that one can only do two point four. Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out why I wouldn't connect. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I, I don't like this. I'm not a fan of it, but mm-hmm. if it's like, like just quick games that, you know, you could beat and have fun playing then maybe it wouldn't be that bad, but like, like, you know, like I'm trying to think of what game I bought recently. This is like just a quick game. That I just want to beat like real quick, like a, like limbo or something like that, you know, something mm. that. I just want to play, and once I played it, like, you know, I'm probably done. Um, Oxen Free would be, like, another game like that. Um, just, like, right. an indie game. I wouldn't mind for that. But, yeah, like, Super Smash Brothers or, um, or Destiny 2. Something that's 2. on your library constantly that you want to keep going back to. Yeah. Something that, that I, just reach over. like, 20 years later, I might be like, oh, I want to, pl- I want to play that. And it's like, oh, you can't. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... I think it's the games industry that's pushing harder for this than anybody else because um, the game game retail has been flat for like ever. Like the last 15 years, games have remained $60. That's what people expect to pay is $60. Anybody who tries to go over that has to throw in additional content and all kinds of shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but that additional content is usually shit. And that's, yeah, that's it is how usually shit, it. but people still buy it. Yeah, no, I understand but, that. But that's because the price of game development has just skyrocketed over the last yeah. few years. Yeah, I mean, it has so much stuff to make a good and game. And that's that's all this is. It's a balancing act. They have to. They need the cost of making a game and the to always be outweighed by the revenue coming in. And and digital games increases that revenue split for them. Mm-hmm. So, well, how much? So, like, I, I think about this often. Like, do you think if they raise the price of games to like eighty dollars? Yeah. Would that like kind of even it out. I mean, I think they, they use a lot of DLC and the microtransactions to make up for it. I'm wondering if that breaks them even and they're just being greedy or if they are really having that much difficulty. It depends on the size of the game. Like with an EA studio? Yeah. No, I think if they raised it to 80, they would still include microtransactions because those are made by huge studios and they sink like millions and millions and millions of dollars in a game development. Yeah. So they need, they need a huge return. I mean, um, 
for like mom and pop developers and like smaller companies and stuff like like uh not triple a games but you know like your mid-tier game, mm-hmm. uh, game companies mm-hmm. i think so but but they can't they can't be first is the problem no because if they do that first nobody will buy their game no, but they need 80 to become the norm i mean you have sure you have games coming out now for 60 dollars and then like in a couple of weeks they drop the 30 because <laughs> they do poor right uh, what I worry about is like so like if there's a really good but they game, can do that because of digital sales yeah you know what I mean like if if they came out with the next Skyrim, um the next Elder Scrolls and it was like really amazing right mm-hmm. I would not feel bad about paying eighty to a hundred dollars for it because no and a lot of the games uh consumer industry uh, is is largely on board I feel the same way I don't mind paying more for like a quality yeah uh, content complete yes complete being the the operative word here video game even if they charge for dlc down the road i would i wouldn't feel bad as long as i got like a good amount of time of enjoyment out of the game yeah but the problem is i don't trust game developers not to to hit us on both ends i don't trust them to raise the price to 80 and then also well you know we'll throw in loot boxes and shit too because that's been making us money no they probably will like even overwatch like the amount of time i sank into overwatch and enjoyment i got out of overwatch i'd probably pay 80 dollars for it i mean i i did i probably paid over 100 just like I said, we've talked about this before. Also, is that I just I didn't feel bad giving them another twenty because we'd play for months and months and months without yeah. a, without a fee. Yeah, and I really enjoyed that game. So yeah, but like I don't mind rewarding developers for hard work yeah. and sticking to a game and putting out a great game. But then like you give me out games for like the new Madden or or Call of Duties, like yeah, I, annualized regurgitated garbage. I would not pay eighty dollars for that. I'd rather. I, I, I feel like that should be thirty dollars. Honestly, that's actually <laughs> that's hitting. That's uh, what's the word I want to use? That's kind of whiplashing in the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Call of Duty sales have been—I mean, don't get me wrong—Call of Duty still d- performs great. It's just not the king of the hill that it used to be, thanks to games like Fortnite and stuff. Because, I mean, their player base has been dwindling, and people are falling. Like the the drop off yeah. after a game launch has become steeper and steeper yeah. and shorter. And um, they're testing out uh, this year. Um, I forget what they call. It. I think it's the Battle Pack. You get you get the competitive multiplayer and you get the uh, battle royale mode, but zombies isn't included, and that's thirty bucks. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're, they're testing split like parceling the uh, the game's uh, modes up. But they had already gotten rid of the single player in that game. Yeah, and that was a that was a huge point of contention yeah. to begin with. But then once people realized how much better the quality of the multiplayer was. Oh. They were okay with it. Okay. And then uh, and then how high quality the Battle Royale mode turned out to be. Yeah, it was good. I, I enjoy single player mode in those games. I go back and play them every now and again actually. But yeah. Uh, I know the majority of people don't really care for. Them, so. I, I do too, but I find like they, they the creative input on those games kind of I don't know, they, they reached a peak every year. They were just trying to top themselves. Yeah. And it just wasn't working. Even though that that game was run by like three different studios, I know it's Treyarch. It was uh, Iron something, I want to say. Yeah. And it was another studio, and then it was just down to two. It's Treyarch and somebody else. Oh, I thought it was just two the whole time. I didn't know it was three. I think I think there was what Sledgehammer games. I think uh, it was Treyarch Sledgehammer, and then they brought in a third studio f- for a couple of years, hmm. but now they're back down to two. Hmm. And they would just keep trying to top each other. Yeah. Yeah. And then the stories just got ridiculous and uninteresting. I don't think I played anyone past Call of Duty Modern Warfare 4. I think uh, Advanced Warfare was my final Call of Duty campaign. Mm -hmm. And even then, I wasn't hitting it every year. I was just kind of picking and choosing from the reviews. 
I got, I did like Black Ops 1, 2, skip, 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 Advanced War, and now I'm just kind of done with Call of Duty. Or even the Battlefield games. I used to play their single player um, a lot, actually. Um, yeah. But they, they got rid of it now. That was just those... Uh, How do you feel about Battlefield 5? Uh, it looks pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I played the beta. I, I played the beta, and I was like, "This is Battlefield One, the, just with faster guns." I think they picked like the worst <laughs> map for that for that uh, beta. That map was just so boring to me. Well, they did some really stupid stuff with the single player stuff as well. Um, mm. I don't know if you like you watched any videos or on anything, but they, like they just created these like untold stories that weren't even like uh, vignettes. But they would right? they would they would fuck them up. It was like this this they did the story about like these people, these commandos go and take out uh, um hydrogen uh, H3 factory for the Nazis. Um, which was an actual thing that happened, but they changed it so that way it was like a, a girl and her mom that went and did it. Instead of like the actual people, because they wanted to put supposedly they wanted to put female soldiers, which is fine, but they could have found female soldiers. You don't inject, you don't yeah. inject fake you facts don't in the, the actual history. Don't change the characters in the real world, <laughs> like right. There's but trust other, me, there were plenty of female heroes in that world war. They don't have to like yeah. cut and paste their their stories. There together. are the Polish snipers, the the Russian snipers. I mean. Yeah. You could have did it on the the Queen of England. Well, I guess she was the princess at that time, but she drove a ambulance <laughs> during World War II. Right. So, I now you can embellish that and like, okay, she was driving and there was explosions. Just, and yeah, V two sure. rockets <laughs> just sitting everywhere. Yeah, the, the corgis <laughs> are just leading the way. Um, but I don't know that that was kind of shitty. Uh, but dude, it was it was literally just a reskin of Battlefield One. It was really bad. I don't know yeah. if you. I don't think you played the beta, huh? Uh, I did. You did? And I fell off hard because, oh man, I want to like it so bad. But then once you start playing, there are things with that game that AAA developed games just should not have these issues. Like it, getting out of a match should be quick and easy. Yeah. No. Whenever you cho- whenever you choose to quit out of it, first it's going to, like if you do it at the end of a game, mm-hmm. first it's going to load up the entire next map before it tries to do anything. Really? And then it like daintily removes you from the uh, the matchmaking. It takes like five minutes to actually leave a match. It's fucking ridiculous. That seems like they, I don't know. <laughs> and they fixed like... that. They finally fixed that issue because Battlefield One had the same thing, and then they did it again. Oh, oh, that sounds like Fallout. Uh, well, they've had that issue before with Battlefield Three and Four. They had bugs in Three that they fixed, and then when they released those maps in Four, they had the same bugs. <laughs> um, I don't understand how but... big big developers have that kind of they, fucking uh... cracks. <laughs> It, they 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 had stuff that when it released wasn't there it had like coming soon and one of them was like the test range how do you not have the test range of it like that should be the first thing you God. build right so i think they were really like like driven to the finish by by that's by what PA. happens when you have annualized fucking games though battlefield should not be annualized it definitely should and that's what was beautiful about it is that every year you were stuck with a call of duty which felt like a reskin and in every couple of years, you had Battlefield, which felt like a really fresh game. Like they should do it like three or four years. I mean, yes. Um, like when did Battlefield One come out? Hmm. It was a few. It was a couple, year before last. It was a couple of years ago, right? They took two years off, but remember, before that, they were annualizing with spinoffs. Oh, because before Battlefield One was Hardline, and, and it, then we had Battlefield Four, and, and between Battlefront. three and four, there was a different Battlefield. I can't remember what it was. Three and four, three and four. I don't know, but it was battle, battle, Battlefront was happening as well. Their Star Wars yeah. games. That might have been the one that they used in between. That that's the one that came out between uh one and uh, Battlefield one and five. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, Battle, well, Battlefront, me. Battlefront 2 came out between 1 and 5, yeah. And 1 was, was, one was cool. For, I'm going to just keep talking while you're searching. <laughs> but I thought yeah, 1 fine. was cool because it was just such an interesting thing to do World War oh, 1. Oh, you remember what it is that came out between 3 and 4? Wasn't it uh, Battlefront 1? Yes, that would be Battlefront 1. Well, not between 3 and 4. No. That would be between no, 4 and, um, and 1. But, yeah, it was Battlefield 4, Battlefield Hardline, Battlefield 1. No, Battlefield Hardline, then Battlefront. Battlefront, yes. Yeah. I don't think there was anything between know. 3 and 4. You're right. I think I might be misremembering. They they came out with the CQB stuff and all that. They, I mean, those are DLCs. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my favorite was Battlefield 3. Battlefield 2 and Battlefield 3. Those were so much fun. Because it, it had its own feeling. Like, these were large-scale battles over wide-open terrain, and you just felt like anything could happen and stuff. Yeah, and maybe that's why they shrunk it down, is because they had to release it more often. They First-person shooters use these stupid-ass formulas called, like, uh, TTK, Time to Kill, and stuff like that. And That's what they were chasing after. They, they Instead of becoming their own thing, they were trying to chase after Call of Duty's market instead of realizing both can exist. Yeah. Yeah. So they they shot themselves in the foot. Well, they did it to themselves. I don't care about the balance. I mean, they can do that stuff with the time to kill and all that stuff, but they 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 made it too arcadey and just fast paced. Where it should have just yeah. it was more of a should have been a squad driven, slow paced move. Tactical. Yeah, that's what I enjoyed about it. It doesn't really have to be it tactical. Had. It had a tactical feel to it. It had tactical it had feel, a, but it, it wasn't tactical. <laughs> yeah, like well, like entry level tactical yeah, feel. Yeah. I mean, it, it was as, like, entry-level to tactics as you could get, but, I mean, that's what still drove it over the edge of, like, Call of Duty. It didn't feel like a Twitch shooter. No. I mean, certainly there are those guys who are, like, fucking no-scopey from across the map. I just like enjoy that. it. That, I can, that happens. I can put my LMG up and just spray, spray down a fucking lane, and then everybody can move up. That was, like, right. the greatest you could, thing. You could lay down suppressing fire and push a front forward, and yeah. you fought over lines. Yeah. Not, not, not respawn points, you know? Yeah. It, and they just got away from that, man. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even feel that way in Battlefield One. No. Battlefield One felt like like Call of Duty, just in a big ass map. Yeah, yeah. Because people would just spawn camp you and shit. Yeah, like if you that. got pinned down, like you were fucked in that game. <laughs> you didn't feel like you were pushing fronts in that game. No, you felt like you were just. That's, I don't know. That's why we need to get that Civil War game. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, line up! Dude, that game looks so fucking fun. Oh god, it, it does that because I, I I got super into Battlefield Two. Like I didn't have the internet, and we would play it. Mm-hmm. We would play it in the computer science lab. We would have LAN parties, and then I yeah. so I went and bought it, and because I found out you could play with bots, and then I found out how to go change like the config file so you could have like I would just have like two hundred and fifty bots spawn, and it would just be me, <laughs> and I would just like hole up in this like room and just try to kill as many as I could before dying. Yeah, like survival. Yeah, you created the first horde mode. Good job. <laughs> that was so much fun. I love that. And it's just been downhill. Um, since I mean, once four came out, I was just like God, this really isn't as much fun. I, you know what, you know when it started the decline for me was after Bad Company two. Really, Cause Bad Company two implemented uh like destructible, fully destructible buildings yeah. and shit like that, and there were there weren't many buildings on like the maps and stuff because again these were wide open maps and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it was more of a jungle but feel. Yeah, yeah. It just it just felt so cool to like. All right, we're pushing on a point, and there's this building that that the enemies hold up in, and they're they're picking us off from the windows. Well, why don't we open up this east wall, yeah. and then we'll flank them that way, you know? And all you needed was a guy with a grenade attachment, and then somebody else with an LMG, mm-hmm. and you could, man, it just it felt, felt so freaking good. <laughs> and then they got a, they took that tech out. 
Yeah. And then put and then tried putting it back in recently. Well, they did the um, level level evolution and yeah, Battlefield Four. Battlefield Four was such a disappointment. Anyway, you ready for some review crew, man? Yeah, I think so. I think we're about that time. Uh, so let's start some review crew. Keep one of these days. We'll get a thing. Yeah, I thought I wrote. I started writing up something today, and I thought it was shit, so I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my intro. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll make that the intro. I'll put a little jingle behind it or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll come up with something next week, maybe. Um, so my first product, you had the links? Did I put the links on it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first product is the, I'm guessing this is like HZ Man unisex black metal spike studded punk rocker bike <laughs> biker wide strap leather bracelet. <laughs> what? Just the name of it is awesome. Uh, oh, I was looking for that review. I'm like, okay. I'm no, no, that. that's the name of the item. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's made from faux leather and faux leather and alloy metal. Um, yeah, it's black color cow leather. So what? A 90 day money back guarantee. I'm so sick of the spikes falling off of my <laughs> spike studded punk rock biker well, wide strap. If you look at the picture, they're actually screwed on with a Phillips head screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> Um, nice. Which is interesting. Nice. Wait, not the whole thing though. Look, on the right side it's Phillips heads, on the left side it's rivets. Oh, those are for the the the, the snaps probably. Uh, I guess you're right. Because they, they adjusted three different sizes, so they have kind of three yep, three rows. Three yeah, yeah. I, I used to own one, but not without with no spikes on it. Uh, <laughs> I was pretty cool back in the day. You were a meta. Yeah. I think I think mine said racism is not cool or something. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it said. <laughs> I just had to let every, had like, I had to let the world know. <laughs> yeah, one wrist at a time. <laughs> I couldn't even read it because it was wrapped around my I'm wrist. I'm so sick of people with racist ass wrists. Oh boy! <laughs> All right. <laughs> I just scrolled down to the user pictures. Oh god! Did you, did you get emo kid? Because that's gonna be the first one I read. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I have to. I just scroll down to the customer images. It's everybody wearing one, like brooding, like just like, taking glamour emo shots. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So the first oh one, God. the first picture is for the first review that we talk about, <laughs> which is from Betsy. It's, it looks like a guy in the picture, though. But it looks like a lady in the. Uh, Wait, the one with the the hand to the face. Yeah. <laughs> he says okay. he has a five star says this product is very well made and very sturdy i originally got it for cosplay but i've been wearing it a lot out of cosplay it'd be kind of stiff when you first get it so it would be a little difficult to snap together if you're past the last length which is that's confusing mm-hmm. for me oh i guess if it's yeah. if it's shorter than the last length. also i don't recommend for men <laughs> <laughs> maybe a really skinny guy who wants to take his emo up look up a notch <laughs> <laughs> but definitely not for a man. <laughs> what? It's a really skinny guy. So. Also, just a side note: the spikes are kind of sharp, so be careful <laughs> for all you ladies out there. Because uh, no men should wear this. No, no men allowed. No. I want to just. Uh, I want to respond like, "Hey, don't be so sexist." <laughs> yeah, he's so sexist. Unless you're a skinny guy who wants to take his emo look up a notch, yeah. and don't body, don't body shame men, please. <laughs> so weird yeah only skinny guys that was from last year who's still rocking the emo look in 2018 i imagine it's still a thing huh is it not 
not emo i guess it, uh, probably a same like spinoff kind of but I, I doubt it's using the same term uh, i don't know hmm. i didn't, been I didn't even think I've about that a kid he looks pretty emo in his picture he's definitely he's definitely about to cry probably because he stabs himself with the spikes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe he's just really sad that it's only for skinny guys and girls yeah i mean i'm pretty i wanted to buy one but my fat ass apparently can't you could buy two and snap them together all right yeah perfect this comes up perfectly this is from jeremiah daniel who gives it five stars and says i must say this is by far one of the most fascinating studded wristbands i've ever owned (laughs) it's just fascinating fascinating you will need to buy them in bulk or at least make sure you do a quantity of two Meaning that you have two for each wrist, and yeah, it's worth the money. It will last you a while, no tear, wear or tear on these. So, like, is he meaning that you wear them, like, two snapped together? Or, like, two... I, I think. Two stacked like up. Like, chaining them? Yeah. <laughs> stacked up on top of each other. Like, spike, spike to spike. <laughs> I meant, like, one on top of the other. Like, you know what I mean? Like, one further up yeah, the yeah, forearm. Yeah. Okay. But then again, you have to be a skinny guy because my forearm gets fat as we go along. Oh, my my forearm gets thick, yo. <laughs> my forearm keeps getting fat, doctor. I don't know what's going thick. on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. My forearm gets thick. I just stay the same. And three people found this helpful, so they ordered a bulk <laughs> quantity of mm-hmm. them. <laughs> I just realized this thing has 69 reviews. Okay. Um, you, <laughs> so the next one's from Mr. Freeze. Mr. Feast. He, he took some time out of defeating Batman to write a review. Because it uh not defeating Batman, sir. Thank you. Oh well fighting Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and running California. Um he gives it five stars. <laughs> the title the title of his review is Spike Bracelet. <laughs> I've always wanted this thing since I was twelve. <laughs> This specific one. Yeah, it sounds like me about sex. Um, I love this. Th- <laughs> I love this thing. I have been interested in. Pa- oh, this guy goes super into punk fashion. That's what it is. I have been interested in punk fashion since I was twelve or a bit younger because I was definitely interested in hip hop culture at the time during the early nineteen eighties, mm-hmm. and I still am interested in these fashions till this day. Back then, I would see the B Boys. I'm wondering if he's talking about like the Beastie Boys. Is that the B Boys? No, he means Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay, yeah, they're back. <laughs> All right, um, wearing these spiked things on their wrists, along with other hip hop fashions like the colored bandanas on their heads, wrists, and ankles, just like in the Breaking movie. I don't know what break- the Breaking movie is. I don't know. Um, back in the day when hip hop was new, the punk rockers started to hang around the hip hop crowd, and that is how the two fashions had met. I am thinking. Damn, is he a history major I, I, I am on thinking fashion? in parentheses. This is his own theory. Oh, yeah, I have heard of one or two instances, so you know it's true, of this fact yeah. being spoken in video interviews from people involved in the hip hop culture slash community. <laughs> and because hip hop is about love, peace, unity, and having fun, the hip hop crowd, which is predominantly African American, would not exclude what? the predominantly Caucasian punk rock crowd. <laughs> That is my this interpretation. Is, wait, this is—I didn't pass out for a minute. This is still a review for a spike yeah, studded wrist bracelet, right? About the spike, spiked wrist bracelet. Are you sh- okay? <laughs> that is my interpretation. What I had gotten from the hip hop video interviews. Overall, cool bracelets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he brings it back around. Yeah, he brings it back around. He, he takes it on in a summation. Journey. Decent bracelet. He's got that M Night Shyamalan <laughs> twist. <laughs> 
and he's got like a full three page three point paragraph yeah, he, essay I mean, on he the goes spiked wrist so far into it jesus christ like the history of like why were the punks hanging out with the hip-hop community in the beginning dinosaurs <laughs> roamed the earth <laughs> cavemans decided that spike bracelets would help them defeat the dinosaurs when they fought them in wrist battle <laughs> Oh, yeah, this one's funny. Uh, Trending Upward is the name of this uh, inter- uh, interviewer, <laughs> reviewer, gives it four stars, says, instant street crit. I wore this down to the skate park and smoked so many cigarettes. No one threw me out. <laughs> Coincidence? So many cigarettes. <laughs> it makes you look like okay, a badass. Nobody, nobody wants to fuck with you. You can just go smoke all the cigarettes you want at the skate park. Nobody, nobody threw me out. Nobody can throw you out. You know, like, go get them. You know it's causation. So sharp. You know it's causation. (laughs) All right, I have one more. Um, This is from Amazon customer coming back again. What? Reviewing so many things. Four stars. Excellent buy for the price. Uh, First off, order came in on time. Packing, packing Mm -hmm. was typical from Amazon. Okay. (laughs) The spike wristband came in a padded envelope. Nice. I can't tell if it's real cow leather or dog cat leather. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, Possibly rabbit. Wife suspects possum leather. But it looks good. Very sure. thick. Very strong. Very tough. <laughs> it says, doesn't it say faux leather in the description? Yeah. Um, if it is fake leather, then I'm still quite happy. <laughs> the spikes are real metal. Very solid. Very sharp. <laughs> um. I go on to say how the, the spikes are screwed in so you could change them if you want. Uh, I don't know who's changing their spikes. I guess you get a cool fashion <laughs> statement. Uh, well, listen, you got to have like a backup spike. You, you don't know what the night's going to take you. You're skanking about town, <laughs> just just punking it up. You're just flailing your wrists about. And then next thing you know, a spike gets stuck in your temple. And you don't want to put that back on. It happens. There. It happens. You just screw it out. Yeah. And then, then you have the wristband <laughs> and the spike in your hip. You're fine. Right. That's even more street cred. But then you got to replace the wrist the spike in the wristband it's a whole ordeal i don't want to get into yeah. it you, you know. can probably put a cigarette through the hole in the <laughs> wristband and increase your street cred um, so. Here, here's here's where my mind went i imagine this guy is just like wrapped up in the mystery of what kind of fucking leather this is <laughs> he's like taking and i hope he just keeps <laughs> i hope he just keeps coming back to his review and like commenting on his own review like Okay, after some initial testing, I think it may possibly be raccoon leather. <laughs> Not 100% sure. We'll analyze other skins soon. Yeah, he's Six doing months later, s- testing he's, on it. And he's including like a selfie, and he just looks more and more disheveled and like losing his sanity. Okay, crow leather was a no. Possible manatee chasing down a lead on panda bears. So uh, when I first read that review, I thought it was just like insanity. Like, what? But actually, there are things that get made in other countries where they use dog and cat leather. <laughs> no way. Yes. Um, and fuck the world. That's yeah, pretty wild. Um, but what does that say about me? I'm okay with any animal dying for leather, <laughs> except you, for like where do you draw the line? Dogs and cats. <laughs> where do you draw the line? Dogs Josh? and cats. That's exactly dogs where that line cats. is. What about what about bunnies? Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> that that billboard. It has like a horse and then a bunny and like the. Fuck I'm like, well, I would eat a rabbit before a horse. Like, who, who's em. out there? Like, out who's out there? Like, I'm just eating horses, but rabbits, bunnies. I mean, no, we, no there was a time you. everybody had like rabbits' feet hanging from their keychains. So. Yeah, my my uncle used to raise rabbits, and the ones that people wouldn't buy, he would just kill them and eat them. <laughs> yeah, rabbit don't fetch. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. 
Uh, Can't play with a rabbit, son. <laughs> Fuck him. Mother that bitch. It was like show rabbits. <laughs> Pretty, uh, it's insane that he did that. Show rabbit. Uh, here is a rabbit. No, they would. I don't get the whole show thing. They would win. I, I understand, like, show dogs and stuff yeah, like that. They would win, like, competitions. And he would breed them. And if people didn't buy him, he would just eat them. <laughs> <laughs> just give him a big blue ribbon. Congrats on making a rabbit's fuck real good. <laughs> <It's> the best. <laughs> you have the best fuck rabbit. I took one of the rabbits no one wanted to take. And it turned out to be the meanest rabbit ever. You're so angry. These rabbits. Yeah, rabbits aren't pets, dude. Well, they some of them, some of them are pretty good, but this—he was a big fat rabbit, and he just hated it. Don't get me wrong, I would love it. I would love it if I could find a rabbit that was just like a dog that would just come like follow me around the house and sit on my lap and all that jazz. Yeah, those little small ones will. If you get those little tiny bunnies, they they sometimes they they are pretty demanding though, and you can actually potty train them too with a cat litter. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you could do that with any animal though. You could domesticate a tiger and shit like that, but it's just like. It's not like dogs. It's just so natural. I want to get a goat. That's what my plan is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make a spike leather wristband out of that thing. I'm going to get him two of them. Put him on his neck. And he's going to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> and skateboard. Nobody's going to fuck with no. my goat. My goat's going to be the best. He'd comb his hair to, like over one eye. And die black. <laughs> he's got to be a skinny goat. Because I'm, I'm not planning on getting a male goat. So he says, What's your goat's name? Chad. Don't bother him. <laughs> Chester. Uh, <laughs> Why are his legs painted checkerboard? Don't worry He's about it. He's super into ska right now. <laughs> Doesn't even bat like a normal goat. Just bat. <laughs> yeah. uh, here's some goat. Ch- I mean, here's some grass, Chad. Whatever. <laughs> Were you there when the goat came to our apartment? Yeah. Oh, God, that was the weirdest thing. <laughs> okay, stop. Let's not explain that story. Let's leave that as a mystery for time. <laughs> so what other review do you have for me? Are you familiar with the OXO brand? I think it's a Target brand, actually. I'm not sure. They sell them at Target. Jeremy, I'm happy to report to you that, no, I am super unfamiliar really? with the OXO brand. Hey, well, they make, yes. they make uh, I guess, supposedly high-quality kitchen wares. Quotation marks. Yeah. So this is for the OXO three one zero five zero 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 steel. Why didn't you say it was for the three one zero five zero zero zero? I don't. Oh, well, I just did. Well, now we know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Go ahead. It's the steel double jigger, three inch. Do you know what a, you know what a jigger you know what a jigger is, right? I know what a three inch is. <laughs> <laughs> Super familiar with that. Okay, a jigger. Don't want to go into why. A jigger is to measure your shots. I ought to put unnecessary censorship on you every time you say jigger. <laughs> <laughs> Just censor out the first letter. Uh, I'm gonna bleep the first one out. <laughs> yeah. uh, just the first, just the first half. That'd be horrible. It's just like the, the it's like um, two um, uh, cones meeting together, mm-hmm. and the top one's one ounce, the bottom one's one point five ounces. So you probably right, seen it for it. pouring shot. Yeah, you you worked at a restaurant, so you've probably seen it, huh? Oh yeah, very familiar. Okay, oh yeah. I'll go, I'll goof on the side. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were being serious with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So this is a review for that. Yes, Jeremy, I'm some sort of idiot. <laughs> not, not everybody would know what it is. <laughs> right. I'm I just... went to make drinks at my mom's house, and she's. I was like, "Do you have anything to measure a shot?" She just hands me a shot glass. I was like, "Well, I guess this will work." <laughs> yep. Well, <laughs> she's not wrong. Yeah. It was actually a Texas shot glass, so it was like actually, it was like it was a pint. It went up to four ounces or something. Like that. It could hold two beers. <laughs> she does have. A, she has this other one that says Texas shot glass, and it's like a a, a rock glass. 
Nice. <laughs> That's a joke, I guess. Um, so the first one is... You're not from Texas. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. Well, my parents lived in Texas for a while. Uh, my dad was in the army. I think that's I grew up in that's Texas. That's where he trained. You, you, Did you know you that? grew up in the army. I grew up in yeah. I grew up in a little army. <laughs> I, I knew you grew up in like around Dallas or something. Yeah. Orange. Orange. It's like it was the first. It's the first town you get to whenever you cross the Louisiana oh, Texas yeah, yeah, border. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right over you get after over the the Saint the Sabine, the Sabine yeah. River. <clears throat> um, as a, a as a person who's married to a Native American, she super loves that term. What? Sabine, Sabine. Why is that? Well, yeah, people like down the thing, uh, down where she was from, would use that like as a slang term against Native Americans. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, it translates to something, and I can't remember what it is. Hmm. Hold on, <laughs> we gotta look up our racist terms. Give us a second. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think it's I don't think it's anything racist. Oh. I think it translates to like a just like a word. Oh. I mean, they did that for a, a lot of cultures. They would kind of. I mean. For the Irish and all too, they would just call them like mm-hmm. potatoes and stuff. Um, so I'm gonna bleep that too. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just bleep out the Irish part. So it's just like they did that for if the. You say, they if you did, call an Irishman a French fry, I'm gonna do this they whole did that, fucking podcast. They did that for the beeps. They just called them potatoes. I <laughs> <laughs> would be ultra comp- confusing. I'm gonna bleep out the word called. <laughs> They did it for they just beeped the potatoes. <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, so my first review for the 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 steel double jigger by OXO is from Luke uh, Skywalker. I'm assuming it's Skywalker. It's just he just puts Luke on there. He's trying to there can be no other. Yeah, he's trying to trying to hide his identity. He gives it four stars out of five. It says perfect mm-hmm. for making drinks right. So you don't oh, cool. don't want to make them wrong. Get this. Don't want to make them left. I used to just pour alcohol in my mixed drinks by eye. He would pour it in his eye and then dip his eye over and put it in a, in a drink. Um, with not real measurements and usually using far too much. <laughs> now that I use this, the drinks actually taste good. And I can have more of them before I'm feeling too wasted. Like how much alcohol is this guy pouring into his drink? Like a half a bottle of whiskey into a 12-ounce can of Coke. <laughs> Seems right. Seems good. This is what everyone does, right? A great double jigger. Very easy to clean. How 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 difficult are these to clean? Has there been a difficult I don't know, thing? man. How difficult is it for you to turn on your faucet, yeah. I guess? You need to pour quickly to avoid it dribbling down the side. Well, that's always true. That's true for everything. I mean, you don't want it to dribble. That's true with me. Yeah. It's true with basketball. If you don't pour me out quick enough, I dribble. <laughs> You better tip me over fast and pour me out. <laughs> pour me out. <laughs> All right. My next one is from Tyler H. Oh, you can tell that Tyler H knows how to make those drinks. He gives it two stars out of five. Oh, shit. Bring the heat, Tyler. What's super interesting about Tyler's review is he gave it two stars out of five, and then the title of his review is five stars. <laughs> 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 Whoops! <laughs> and his review goes broke apart after a few months. Disappointed. So Aww. I think what happened was Tyler got his jigger in and used it to make drinks, and they weren't too strong, so he he got unlimited drinks. And he was in such a good mood. He came on here, wrote a five star review, and then uh-huh. after a month or two, it broke and it shattered his dreams. And he came back and changed his review to two stars and put that it broke. And then he was disappointed, 
but forgot to change the title from five stars. That's what I'm assuming happened. Yeah, probably. That is the story I have extrapolated from Tyler's. <laughs> I don't get how this thing would break apart. Like, there's like a rubber coating between the top part and the bottom uh, part. I wonder if that's what's holding two pieces together, but that seems like... So I do read uh, like a billion reviews in finding these. Um, and what I found yeah. out is that it's welded in between. It's two pieces. And um, the weld seems to break on some of them when it's not done correctly. Yeah, it's, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I brought that up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well... <laughs> I came across uh, this one, which I'm sure is on your list, by Dave and Kim. No, you could do that one. Oh, one star. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go through the whole thing. It is just super long and in depth, and I know how much you love those. Oh, I thought you meant that was the review. I was like, what the no, fuck? Dave and Kim. I kind of hate it. One star. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of okay, but prepare for spillage. I bought this to replace my thirty-plus-year-old shot measure since it was showing signs of corrosion. <laughs> It's well made, nicely finished, attractively priced, and the rubbery grip in the middle made it impossible mm, to drop. Yeah, rubbery grip. Literally impossible. Impossible. JB. It's anti-gravity. I fucking see, if I drop this thing one time, I want to sue Dave and Ken for false advertising. <laughs> sue the reviewer. <laughs> that would be a lie. <laughs> throw, it, throw it at the fucking ground, and it just, like, before it hits the ground, just flies back into my face. You just have a video camera set up. You're just, like, just <laughs> Nolan Ryan this thing towards the ground. <laughs> And it just bangs into the ceiling instead. <laughs> Back to the review. Uh, that said, I think OXO focused too much on designing their measuring jigger to match their X logo and less for usability. But all of them are in the shape of an X. <laughs> right. If, <laughs> I mean, she's had one for 30 plus years. You think she knows? I think she just like. had a shot glass. <laughs> I'm used to them looking like H's. <laughs> will not buy again. <laughs> O-H-O. O-H-O. <laughs> it fills anywhere near capacity. It spills with the slightest lateral movement. The shallow, <laughs> the shallow <laughs> slope sides are poorly designed to retain liquid. Who is she trying to juke while carrying this thing? Who is she trying to impress with all these big words? If using lateral movements along the y-axis... That would be the x-axis. That's what I said. Shut up. <laughs> It's a 50-50 shot. I haven't done maths in forever. I took a chance. Yeah. I'm going to re-edit it to make myself right and you sound like an idiot. <laughs> no, JB. That's the x-axis. Fucking moron. <laughs> and then I'm going to bleep you saying the word jigger 20 more times. I guess it could be the x <laughs> the x and the z-axis. Um, I'm going to give myself a few more weeks to try and learn to adapt to its its awkwardness before setting it in the goodwill pile. <laughs> you made an awkwardness sentence. It's, like po- it's like poetry. I, I've included I've included the picture of the OXO alongside with one I was hoping to retire. Oh shit! The design difference is obvious. The old one works. The new one, not so much. Time to go shopping again. And here's here's one the rare update, updated 2018. Finally gave up on the old Spillomatic OXO and put it in the Goodwill box. Lesson learned. <laughs> Bought a perfect replacement and have been using it for two weeks. Haven't spilled a drop. I, I did. Re- our new recommendation: HIC Japanese style double cocktail jigger. It's cheaper. It's on Prime and it works. I did read that one and I kept thinking, who is going to Goodwill to buy a jigger? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just going through the boxes and going, oh, hey. I mean, to get one of these. But they're not making any lateral movements. <laughs> you guys want me to pour shots? You better put it on the y-axis. Put the cup horizontal put only, the Mister. Cup directly below it. 
Okay. <laughs> you know, it's my favorite is watching bartenders like who have a jigger and they just they're basically using it as a slide for the liquor into the uh into the glass they're pouring it in because they don't even properly measure it. Oh, they just keep pouring. They just pour and it. Just like they... tip over the jigger once yeah, in a while, it goes in. even if it's full or not. Yeah, I used to. I used to I'm use. Like, one. Why even have it? I used the one at my job when I when I bar. I I used to have to make drinks. That's what I waited tables because we didn't have a bartender. And uh, I I used is that. It. Is that when you worked at Logs, the male strip club? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a jigger attached to my penis. I had to use it. You guys were like Chippendales, but instead of like uh, ties and, and wrist cuffs, they were all like flannel wrist cuffs. <laughs> we were called chip, and chips and an dicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chips and dicks. <laughs> all right. So I got another one. This, this one's pretty amazing because this tells quite the epic story. So this oh, is from yeah. K-Man 1981. I'm ass- I'm assuming he was he was born in 1983. Um, the okay man, huh? yeah. Okay. Re- what? Side note: these this tiny little piece of metal has the longest reviews I've ever seen in any <laughs> it, of the segments we've it done. It also has a thousand reviews. <laughs> like yeah, I read that last one thinking, okay, here's that rare super long review. No, no like with upon further inspection, everybody has a lot to say about There's this. So many. There's one that has a drink recipe in it. <laughs> Oh, I see oh, it from uh, Fred Frenchies. <laughs> I guess I don't have that one mark bookmark. And to finish with a favorite, Tahita Tea Punch. Because <laughs> I was worried, Fred. Yeah, I was worried I you would to know a drink to make this. I was buying it. I was worried Fred would drop a review and not one of his patented recipes. It's a very expensive jigger. This is $9. I don't think they're that expensive, huh? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never bought the jigger one. market. I, use, yeah. I, use the, I do the count the three method. <laughs> I, yeah. But I count the twelve. Um, I do the eyeball method. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. You pour it in your eyeball like the first guy. Um, I pour it in my eyeball, and I get immediately blasted <laughs> by the alcohol and blitz. heat and just stinging eyes. I'm done. Um, so the caveman nineteen eighty one gives it five stars. Says great design, expertly crafted. Right. So you think we're going to this review? This is going to be amazing. Oh, the review yeah. starts off after my after my wife left me for a vegan. I took to drinking. Wow. <laughs> this... <laughs> I know that he's pain. Um, this apparatus has taken my drinking to a whole new level. <laughs> Previously, I used to use anything handy in the kitchen. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Go ahead and start reading this from start to finish. I'm going to edit in an orchestral background soundtrack of just like sad violins and shit. <laughs> okay, so don't, we don't want to stop. We're just going. All right. <clears throat> After my wife left me for a vegan, I took to drinking. This apparatus has taken my drinking to a whole new level. Previously, I used anything handy in the kitchen to measure ounces, <laughs> which was often just old baby bottles, as my wife what? took pretty much everything else when she left me for the vegan. <laughs> the baby bottles worked out fine, to be honest, <laughs> but pouring out of them was tricky and often messy. <laughs> This double jigger really has saved me time and effort, and my spicy margaritas have never tasted better. The rubber, gr- rubber grip is a nice add. Keeps it from slipping away, like my wife did. <laughs> There's so much good shit Dude, in that room. 102 people found this helpful. It has five comments. The first comment is like, oh man, sorry to hear about that. If it were me, I would drive over to the lad's house, knock on his door, and when he answers, start eating a nice, big, juicy hamburger. <laughs> What? Yes. 
I was thinking like punch him in the face. Yeah, you or... eat, eat that juicy hamburger for giggles. Oh, because she left him for a, a vegan. vegan. Okay. He said, I let some of the I, grease I run down my making chin. the connection. No. And don't forget to talk with your mouth full. <laughs> I would go there and fucking slaughter a goat in front of him and make a leather bracelet out of I'd it. I'd go over there and show him my spiked leather bracelet and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Tell me to move, I dare you. <laughs> um, th- there's another one. Uh, BMW Mom says, LOL, I'm vegan, I'm vegan, but my husband is not. I'm going to keep him. Sorry about your loss. What? <laughs> All this from bowel movement wife. Yeah, bowel movement W wife mom. <laughs> bowel W bowel movement wife mom. Yeah, that's what it is. Bowel movement wife mom. Oh boy, that one that one got me. Sorry for your loss. Make sure to take the nipples off the baby bottles when you pour them. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> it's like I used anything that was handy in the kitchen. He's just measuring his shots with a knife. <laughs> What the fucking ladle? <laughs> Measuring a shot with another empty alcohol bottle. <laughs> Does it with his mouth? Just pours it in his mouth, spits it. <laughs> that seems. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> oh boy. Doesn't mix it with anything either. Just back it in the glass and shoots it again.